Alright. Three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, Potluck Style Reviews, where we dish out the freshest takes on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palace and diversify our playlists. Alright, so today we're looking at Fly God is an Awesome God 2 by West Side Gun. Alvin Lamar Worthy, a.k.a. West Side Gun, was born on July 27th, 1982, and he hails from Buffalo, New York. He is the brother of the rapper Conway the Machine and has actually founded a couple of record labels in Griselda Records and the Purest Dope Records. While he personally got critical acclaim this year with his album Pray for Paris, he actually has a pretty extensive career of albums with Fly God 1, Supreme Blind and Tell in 2018, Pray for Paris, and the upcoming Who Made the Sunshine, as well as over 12 different mixtapes and collabs with different people like Benny the Butcher, as displayed on this album, and Freddie Gibbs, and a lot of people from that East Coast rap scene. But today we're going to be looking at Fly God is an Awesome God, too. So, Milo, why don't you start us off? What'd you think? Uh, I was like, wait, I thought I had listened to all of Pearl Sweatshirt stuff, but oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess not. I guess he's able to astral project and possess the body of a middle-aged man on the East Coast. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, though that would be a compliment for most people, that is not one for Milo. <laughs> he does not like it. <laughs> this is Milo, live and in stereo. Coming at you with a hot take. This is this is an avant-garde, which is not what I was expecting. And even at certain points, I was wondering. So, how can I put this? I wasn't the biggest fan of the album because, first of all, the most prominent thing that comes to mind are the ad libs that are peppered throughout this album. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever made bad rice. But if you don't make it right and certain like grains of the rice don't cook well, you'll be eating it. And they're, they're oh, you know, a better example, eating salmon with bones. Mm. If you've ever had salmon with bones in it, it is the worst. And the ad libs were the bones in the salmon in this instance. Mm. Okay. What's going on? <laughs> So that is one of the most prominent things that really killed it for me. And I think he was trying to put it on every track to maybe like hypnotize my mind into liking it after a while. Didn't know. I didn't like it. The production had potential, but a lot of the times it sounded more like a spoken word being wrapped over a nice instrumental rather than an actual structured verse that was, you know, happening on time. So that was distracting for me. And a lot of the content just wasn't, wasn't that engaging. The most notable thing for me out of this whole album was the one female feature, Armani, on Lil Cease. That and that, that's, that's pretty much it. She was great. So, no, not, I'm not the hugest fan. I don't know, Mark. We, 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 this is New York, so I figure Mark doesn't like it on principle. But let's see. 
was in New York, which is why I was like, yo, this is Milo's podcast. This is him right here. And the funny thing is, I actually didn't know this guy was from New York. I didn't even look him up. I just heard him rap. I'm like, oh, New York. Okay. All right. This is from Milo. He's going to like it. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass surprised that you weren't the biggest fan because, you know, isn't this your city or whatever? Isn't this your <laughs> side, bro? Isn't this what there you are rap? deeper. So for the people, there are deeper <laughs> insinuations here that average listeners might not be able to pick up on but i'm not gonna get into all that right now how'd you feel about the album man <laughs> all right um the album all right let me first with the pros he can rap i thought he, he could rap and he's a dope rapper it makes sense that he's brothers with conway who was on um alfredo um, and I'm pretty sure Benny the Butcher was on Alfredo too, so it seems like he's part of that collab crew or whatever. Um, and Alfredo was, I think, pretty much all of ours. I know Alan, you loved it. Milo, I can't remember if you did or not, but um, so that makes sense. I thought he could rap, but they could rap really well. Um, Khan, I thought every song sounded the same, like damn near exactly the same. Like, there was points where I did not know. I had to keep going back to see if they had gone to the next song or I'd accidentally skip over one song. And, like, it was just, like, there's nothing breaking up the sound for me. It's just one continuous sound. Um, it was hard to even take notes on stuff that stuck out. Like, it was just, like, his, his voice was the same. His flow was the same. Half the beat sounded the same. It was just, like, dog, you could have given me an EP of this and I would have been fine. Like, I didn't even need, and the album was only what, like, for mixtape was only what, 34 like, 30, minutes. yeah, 34 minutes. So it wasn't even long. So, like, it shit should not sound that repetitive when it's that short, you know? Um, and so, as an album, I wasn't really a fan, but like, this wouldn't keep me from listening to another comic project. All the things that were wrong on this album, in my opinion, could be fixed just with a little better guidance and some structuring and getting some different producers. You know, like he could rap. I liked his bars. I liked his voice. I even liked the flow. It's just that it was all the same all the time. Nothing ever changed. Um, and so like, I didn't listen to Pray for Paris, um, you know, by like a lot of my favorite like reviewers, they put that in like their top five. Like a lot of them listen to it, you know, so far from this year. And so that's how I was really hyped to go into this because I really wanted to hear like what he had. But I don't know if this was just leftovers or whatever, especially with it coming out so so soon after Paper Pairs. But yeah, this was this was not it. Like way better. Like he just could have got so much better song structure, production, all that. But it just sounded the same and same and same. Uh, Alvin, what about you? So I'm left after this album asking, can I get some Freddie Gibbs? And then God comes in and he tells me, Alan, you have Freddie Gibbs at home. And then we get home and I have this album. Um, everywhere I turned, I felt like, oh, this sort of reminds me of Alfredo. But, you know, you don't really have the DJ Academics way of taking what starts as a really cool, repetitive, a little bit jazzy sample and then going into these cool passages. No, for these, it's like repeating, repeating, repeating. And Milo brought up the thing that really just wore on me the most, which was the incessant use of gun sounds on every song. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like when I was six or seven, I used to like make finger guns and make gun sounds. 
but I don't know when the rap community decided that that was a thing that they wanted to bring back from my childhood. It didn't go over well for me. Um, I don't really have too much to say beyond what you two guys have said. Um, a little bit to be to be positive. Uh, I did like the song Great Minder and um, a little bit of the beginning of Michael Irvin and Lil Cease, uh, the, Armani, the Armani Caesar. That was a great feature, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the way that she kind of took like a spoken word track, but made lyrics that made a lot more sense than the rest of West Side Gun's rapping on the album to me. Uh, overall, I just like, there are songs that I felt like Milo is right, where I'm kind of getting like, like poor man's Earl sweatshirt. And then, but to me, it was like, this is poor man's Alfredo. And I feel bad saying that because I've heard such good things about Pray for Paris. It's kind of unfortunate that we started on this one that feels like a little bit half-assed, if I'm being honest. I didn't love it. Alan, are you a, are you, you're an Earl sweatshirt fan, right? Like, a proper fan. That's that's complicated because <laughs> I really, I really really love like old Odd Future and um, and actually, you know, some rap songs has grown on me. But if I'm being honest, it's when I look at the difference between like like I followed Tyler and Earl's career basically both since like 2009 and. I feel like Earl's gone in a direction that I don't like as much, even if I feel like at points he's an even better rapper than Tyler, the creator, but kind of his whole adventure into the New York sound hasn't worked out perfectly for me. So I would say, yeah, I've definitely followed his career long enough. The reason I bring it up is that it doesn't surprise me because that you like great minder because that's the one, my notes quote, this one came straight out of the Earl sweatshirt playbook actually yep. thought it was Earl for a second had to check end quote <laughs> yeah I mean and that's but that's the thing is like Mark you brought up earlier Westside Gun can rap he definitely mm -hmm. has the potential to do that mm -hmm. but the reason why they called it half-assed is because he spends at least like four or five total minutes across the whole album going burr, 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 just constantly <laughs> 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 And it just brings me back to like being in elementary school and like kids are making sounds as they're running with their arms behind their back, like whoosh. But <laughs> here, here we are with fucking gun sounds and um, I just wasn't about it. But you guys want to get into the track list a little bit? Oh, yes, yeah. but real fast, I want to ask Mark about this voice. Okay. So how did you like this voice, my guy? Because honestly, this sounded like, I don't know if any of us have seen 16 Blocks with most Steph and Bruce Willis. I've seen it. I love but, that movie. So you remember that stupid old voice you were doing? Like, Yo, man, why you, got, why you got to play me like that? Why why you doing me? That's, bruh, it sound, if most Def rapped an album in that voice, that's what this sounded like. Like, the only time his voice was tolerable to me was on Grapeminder, when he sounded the most like Earl Sweatshirt, which just sounds like. A Luigi version of Tyler. Oh my God! Mark. Stop saying that. I hate you so much. <laughs> that's false. That's not even close. Bro, did so, I tell you he called the Earl mixtape like a Luigi version of like Bastard or whatever, bro? Like, oh no, I I knew that. That's and that's just I can't even. Disrespectful. Believe. Yeah, it's 
straight up disrespectful. I'm so glad you noticed. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting off. We're getting off. No, we're yeah, getting what did you like about the voice? How, what's it, what about the voice? Because you go from like like Pop Smoke's voice, which is like Fifty Cent, yeah, to to this. Like <laughs> what? Oh. What was the appeal? What you should know about me, Milo, is that I am not one-dimensional. <laughs> I have different <laughs> stuff I like. I like the pop smoke, deep voice, oh, you know, sound or whatever. <laughs> but I also like, I can do with the high voice. If you want to rap like this and do that, like, I, I can do that, you know? Like, whatever. Like, I, I'm fine with all kinds of voices. Like, I'm not... Young Thug's biggest fan. And I, I fucking love Young oh, Thug, okay. you know? And so, <laughs> like... I don't mind it. Like, I thought it was cool. Like, you know, he, for his flow, the voice fit, in my opinion. The voice fit his flow really nicely. All right. To the track list then. <laughs> There's a motion on the floor about the track list then. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. I can, Milo, I can already tell you are not this guy's biggest fan. <laughs> I have a problem with the intro. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's the problem with the intro? Please tell us. How long this nigga spending on an intro? <laughs> it's it's long. It's long. <laughs> and I really wasn't digging the ASMR vibes that was ASMR vibes I was getting when I could hear him like swallowing and smacking into the mic. I was like, my guy. Now my uh, and I just disagree with the general philosophy of the universe putting intelligent people in the right place at the right time. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Tell that to the slaves. I'm sure, they could have used some intelligent people placed in the right place at the right time. But that's none of my business. Milo, whatever the fuck your name is, I'll edit this shit out. Okay. Anybody like the intro? Anybody think about the intro? I'm going to be completely honest. Everything, Milo, your monologue right there was so much better than the intro. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. It, like the past couple records we reviewed, like ever since Juan pointed out, like I don't like I don't like any talking on rap albums. I feel like I'm starting to like fall onto his side the more <laughs> we just like like this, and then we're gonna get into the one where he talks about oh, all these people want to like look like everyone else, but I just want to be myself, and that's just I don't know. The whole thing feels really tired to me, and just overall. Like, the whole album doesn't feel super original to me, and this intro, not feeling it, so I'll pass it off to Mark. I have literally nothing to say about this intro. Moving on to the next song, though, Michael Irvin. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Michael Irvin was dope. Like, I was listening to it, and, like, once again, if this was the only song that sounded like this, I'd be like, cool, you know? Michael Irvin, I thought thought Michael Irvin was pretty dope. Um, Alan, what'd you think of it? So I thought this album, album, I thought the song really started with really sweet production. You get like a little bit of the horn section and I was starting to feel it. Okay. Uh, my initial impression was it does really sound like Alfredo, but that's okay. I like Alfredo a lot. And so we get some drug deal and bars, but I'm actually looking back at the lyrics now and there's three full lines on Genius of the word dude, dude. And you know, it just set the tone for the rest of the album where 
I get the pattern of, oh, this production sounds kind of cool. Reminds me of Alfredo a little bit. In comes the gun sounds. I can't really understand what he's saying. And yeah, uh, all, but I will say the, the, the highlights of the production and then also the way that he weaved the, the news story about Michael Irvin getting arrested for weed back in the 80s. Uh, I thought that was done really nicely. I like this song a lot more than Jose Canseco that's coming up. Uh, this one just lacked a little bit of originality, but uh, not a huge fan. I actually fall on, so listening to Alan speak, like all of hearing this, this is where I, the album had promised. Like, I thought the production was a novel change of pace in the trap beats we've been experiencing. I recognized the New York technique. I was like, okay, I could have done without the ad-libs. And as Alan was mentioning, though, like this is a template. As Alan, as Alan and Mark, like what you're both saying, Michael Irvin was basically the template for this entire album because the production pretty much stays the same. Mm-hmm. And the New York technique is all throughout the album. And the ad-libs, the do 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 two lines like no it's coming back oh yeah it's gonna be recurring to the whole thing i feel like this should go on the playlist just so almost like that yeah if it's a template for the whole goddamn album like um what was the song after that you said it was jose canseco or canesco whatever I i don't even have notes for it bro Okay, so Jose Canseco, we don't have, I don't know, I feel like this is going to be one of the shorter podcasts we do. Uh, <laughs> the originality. The yeah, like, There's um, so much consensus. <laughs> that's, we need, see, now we're already missing Juan quite a bit, because Juan would have something positive to say here. We all just kind of agree we don't really like this. But I did think, okay, a little bit of my Kanye fanboyism happening here. Uh, one of my least favorite songs from Kanye ever. It's called Barry Bonds. And, and Barry Bonds is the home run king of baseball, but he got busted for steroids. Jose Canseco is a Hall of Fame baseball player. He got busted for steroids. Uh, and both those songs, I just don't like. Uh, I think they're both really, really lazy and not that great. So I love the little MLB connection to my favorite sport and just like shitty, lazy rap songs. I wonder how many people listen to our podcast and then they, like they were planning on listening to the album and they were like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I, I don't know how much positive stuff we've said about an album. <laughs> how does an album with such a great title, Fly God is an Awesome God, too? Like, I had high hopes for this. All <laughs> oh, my hopes were so high. Like, Pray for Paris, I was like, whatever. Fly God is an Awesome God, too. That sounds like a fuck. That's like Steam Master Song God to me. Like, that's an awesome fucking title. And so I was, as we should move on, yeah. Or wait, Milo, did you have anything to say about Jose Canseco? Only thing is that this is the one track that has the, the producer tags. They're, they're not even trying to like hide it. They didn't even try to like EQ that out. It's there. I just thought that was pretty world class. Let me just sip my red wine here. That's all I had to say. Okay, okay. Uh, I will... I will say this is uh, one of the most egregious examples on this album of just like repeating a word over and over and over. And it's Jose Canseco 
Burr, Jose Canseco, Jose Canseco, Burr, 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 Jose Canseco, Jose Canseco, Burr, Jose Canseco, Burr. And then that's the end of verse one. And then he does that exact same thing at the end of verse two. Um, but he actually changes Burr to Ba at the end of verse two. Um, it's an excellent songwriting. And it just, yeah, this one felt phoned in. It's, I don't know what else to say. Um, on the next track, one more hit. So I was like, oh, there's the same feature again. Stove God Cooks. These people have some great names. I will give them that. They are great creators when it comes to names. But then I looked throughout the rest of the album and realized, oh, he uses this feature multiple times. I think a total of three times that he uses feature. So do we know who this is by any chance? Stove God Cooks? He's the stealth what? god, man. We we can't know who he is. Stove god, stove god. Oh, stove gods. Yeah, stove god no. cooks. Like I I don't even know what that means. But anyway, it's a song. One more hit. Um, once again, like this song, I heard it. I was like, okay, yeah, he has good rapping, but nothing like nothing would bring me back to the song. Like it's weird to hear a song that I could be like, yeah, this is cool, but I don't want to listen to it again. <laughs> like I, I I don't know, like. It's like he has the pieces necessary for a good song, but like maybe his songwriting is just that bad. Like it really might be that, to be honest. Because I like I even like albums that have the same sounding song every song. You know, uh, Exodus Seventeen album sounded the same for all ten songs, the same vibe, but like it sounded good. This just it's there's nothing pulling me at it. Yeah, um, my I actually did kind of like. The wordplay at the end of the song when he was like he prayed through the summer and he read through the winter then he came home rich i had the bread delivered i just hit seven figures on the same night my young shooter caught 11 bodies and like i think it's cool to like like i always appreciate a little bit of reflectiveness about how someone got famous and got big and telling a quick little story about how his friend had to like use his gun and cause violence on the same night when he like got home from touring um seems pretty cool it, it's the only kind of one of the only stories that he tells on the album and it's right here towards the beginning at the end of the song um if you can even really call it a story it's pretty short but it's i'd say it's one of the positives that i can take away well. I don't have, for one more hit, no, I don't have much to say other than what's already been said about other songs. Um, Mark, well, do you have a track I do want to do Lil C's. Um, okay. We're featuring Armani Caesar. This song started off like every other song to me. Um, but once Armani Caesar came in, she bodied this. I thought she bodied this track. I was a huge fan. Um, it sounded to me like oh what's her name she was on the, the carol song. g wait who sorry go ahead she was on the song on like on lobo three yadi's new album that had tyler and asap rocky what's your oh, i wouldn't know <laughs> we know milo yeah what was the song on that jd track um or what was the future i can't remember her name she was a double xl freshman too i believe um or oh, whatever, whatever. 
like she was flame. She murdered the whole track, and that's why I feel like this girl didn't ironic either. Like she murdered the song Lil Cease, in my opinion. Um, I don't know, the person, uh, yeah, wait, who's the person? Do you think Tierra Whack? Tierra Whack. That's what it was. She sounded almost exactly like Tierra Whack to me. I, I thought it was Tierra Whack until I looked it up and I said I'm not either. Um, Alan, do you think she killed it or not? Absolutely. There's <laughs> a, such a... It, the difference in quality between her verse and the rest of this album is stark to me. And there's a, there's a lot of lines that I'm looking back and I'm like, that's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, tell them I want all the smoke, I'm running hot. Uh, and Run the city like I'm Diddy. The hustle is all puff. Love that. Mm-hmm. And then one more. Oh yeah, my my personal favorite. It's like I never got the joke because I'm always the last one laughing. Right at the <laughs> very very end. Yeah, this is a great line. <laughs> and you know, West Side Gun. I think he has that in him. He has this quality, but it's it. He'd rather say burr. And it's but. Mark, I like what you said because by the time this song came on, I was like, "All right, we're we're gonna be doing this again. This is one of these songs." <laughs> uh, but when she came on and was like saying intelligent stuff that was clever, I was like, "This is a nice break. This is what I needed right now." So, yeah, just a just really a great a great little trip during an album that felt so similar all the time. Yeah. So, regarding the song Will Cease, first of all, shout out to Juan, rest in peace, because um, I know this is one of his pet, pet peeves. At a certain point, West Side Gun said, my Spanish, uh, my Spanish bitch, call me loco. Yo, as soon as I heard that, I was thinking about Juan now. <laughs> I was like, this is definitely something he would call out, like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, as for the feature, all I'll say I'm not going to go into detail because it'd just be, it would be redundant. All I'll say is that this was her Captain Phillips moment. So the movie Captain Phillips that came out with Tom Hanks <laughs> had this A-list actor paid the highest, but then this Somali guy who nobody knows about completely steals the show. And the line everyone remembers from that movie is, I'm, I'm the captain now. <laughs> they don't remember Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's Armani Caesar on this, on this track. Like, <laughs> She totally upstaged the the name the the name guy the top guy on the album. So props to her. Yeah. She, she would you would you guys say that that's a highlight of the album, or does it make the album worse when a feature just outshines the main artist? I mean, I don't mind them outshining them, but like if the album's bad. And the artist is all, on the feature is all they remember that's even good on the album. Then, yeah, that's going <laughs> to look bad on you, bro. Like, but, like, I mean, as a listener, like, I'd rather have something enjoyable, so. Yeah, like, I agree. That's like bad. If I'm thinking Fly Guns or West Side Guns, um, for him, it's bad. I think for her, this is the best thing she could have ever imagined. Not only is she a feature on a recognizable album or mixtape, but she murked the whole goddamn album. And so this is the best thing she could ask for, in my opinion, probably. Like, I want to title this episode Armani Caesar Salad now. (laughs) 
review of the West Side Gun That's a great title. That's a great oh, title. Or I maybe Caesar stole the salad. <laughs> oh no, I'll do some shit. <laughs> I'm tempted because yeah, I feel like she deserves more props than he does for this album. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, that was great. Uh, Milo, what songs for you in particular stood out or whatever? I, mean, I just want to call attention to what. Um, let's see. I think uh, Bubba Chuck was the most boring album. Like I honestly stopped paying attention at one point. I, I think I might have had to replay it because of it. Oh snap! <laughs> but I think a song might be worth talking worth talking about is Great Minder. Did yeah. mm-hmm. so I know that one stood out to me because of how similar it was to a previous artist. Alan just flat out said he liked it at the. Well, no, sorry, forgive me. He said it was one of the better songs on this album, and it stood out to him. How did you feel about it, Mark? To be, I swear to God, to be honest, I don't remember. I don't even have notes for it. Um, oh. But once you said that, like, it reminds you, I think at that point, my brain just fucking tuned out. It was like, you're getting the same shit. So, like, I couldn't pick anything different. But y'all said it sounded the most like girl. So, like, as soon as the podcast ends, or episode ends, I'm going back and checking out that song. But, yeah, for me, I just I don't have any memory of it. Milo, I actually had the same thought that it did remind me of Earl, which, like, you used in kind of a negative way, but I used in a really, like, this dude has potential kind of way. When, like, I don't know. I feel like if this is the first thing I'm hearing from you and you're an up-and-coming artist and I can, like, sort of confuse you for Earl Sweatshirt, it's That's not, a bad not the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that the the, like level of depth in the bars is like anywhere near Earl if I'm being honest but at least the flow did remind me of that instead of the rest of the album which felt like a Freddie Gibbs knockoff right right certainly not left I don't know I don't know I just don't want to that's pretty much there it is. I mean, we can't. <laughs> you want me to just say the same thing? <laughs> there's so little to say about this guy. This, now. Not, this is just one of those albums where I think there's just so much consensus. I don't know. Is there anything? Is there any wild card anybody's holding in their pocket right now? Um, I don't really have a wild card, but what do you think of the intro to this song, where it has the like, kind of an awkward interaction between? what I assume is a white woman and a black man talking about like, oh, hey, I like, I see you're dancing really well. It's nice that black people are in the club oh, now. Oh, that was, yeah, we've always thought about having, you know, black people. <laughs> what did I think about that? When I yes, heard it, you- the only thing that stood out to me, I was like, this is an interesting direction to go in when like correct me if i'm wrong but not a lot of the album this isn't like all but what i'm saying is that we get a lot of what you're talking about, like the freddie gibbs like knockoff and now all of a sudden we get this to pimp a butterfly intro on a song it's like oh so you, you want to talk about racial equality in america now <laughs> okay and just interesting direction i feel like the the officer that was uh, taking down the Jesse Smollett story when he was still like, the, <laughs> like still a joke from Dave Chappelle. <laughs> like, oh, oh. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my feelings. <laughs> Yo, y'all this Mark. <laughs> um, I was indifferent. Like, yeah, I noticed it, but it was kind of weird. It did feel like a little switch up in the vibe. Um, I just thought it was strange. Like, I don't know. I was already in a bad mood by this time. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of <laughs> thought it was strange, basically. One thing I do want to highlight about it is he also has another interlude on this album, which talks about how there was this news article or this news story about a protest happening where the cops got run over and the woman gave me the news oh, was like these yeah. cops were tragically run over. And oh. she's just so, it's so, I don't know, it's such such a weird feeling to look back to news, how news was presented before Black Lives Matter really took off uh-huh. in 2020, I think, how sympathetic that was towards the cops. And Milo actually did like that you brought up the, like, it's weird to compare this to, to Pimp Butterfly, or actually it might be Dan, where uh, Kendrick actually takes a sample of... Oh, damn, yeah of a Fox News Fox News thing where this like racist Fox News anchor was like, you know, I actually think rap music has done more to harm young blacks in America than racism has in recent years. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, that was obviously took me aback way more than this did, but if we're getting a poor man's Freddie Gibbs, a poor man's real sweatshirt, just have a little poor man's Kendrick too. So <laughs> Yeah, that's her. Just took all his like little influences and pushed them in here and there. Um, there was, I mean, there. So, I mean, this is one thing we haven't talked about. So, there was this very slight, like it wasn't really in the lyrics, but in these skits mainly, this um, race, racial tension, racial justice theme that was going on, like with the I mean, so I first thought of it with the Michael Irvin thing, with the, you know, being, I don't, I actually don't know, was he suspended or expelled or whatever, or what happened? You mean what happened with, like, Michael Irvin himself? Yeah, like, did he get, like, fired or whatever, or? Because I know, yeah, like, he got, you know. um... Uh, Yeah, he went to, he went to prison. Oh, he, damn. he was doing he was doing coke and was even well he was also doing weed in the 80s which if you're a black man in the 80s that will send you to prison and that was my thing too is what i was saying like so that was the first kind of racial justice component of like making you sit there and listen to like yeah like this man's going to jail for whatever however long they said like 20 years or whatever um all for like weed and then I heard the, that thing about the news clip, but like, yes, but the police are all okay. And then she's all like, thank God, and, you know, everyone's all happy. And like, it just very much had this like racial justice, racial tension overtone um, or undertone that was kind of like this laid out, not through the lyrics of the album, but just through these skits. Well, actually part of yeah. the album, there is a line, I think it's on, uh, <laughs> it's really the only line I wrote down to be honest, the line on the song published Fuck where he says of Columbus Castilian, Bitch, we can still land. <laughs> so, yeah. That was probably the cleverest thing he said. 
Did y'all catch that? Did y'all feel the same or not? That one on that one line, the cleverness on that one line? No, no, no. Or... Just in general, but they like that racial tension, racial justice undertone. I mean, it was a very vague undertone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's just the thing, is it's it's hard for me to really give it props when it's mostly just happening through like skits and the music doesn't really live that out to me it just it doesn't it can't really ring <clears throat> ring that powerfully to me um so there was actually if we want to talk quickly about one more song and it actually is the last song on the album steve burr or steve bear ends ends with what i think is like an argument with a family where they're all yelling at each other and talking about like, well, in the Bible, there's no races. That's, you should look that up in the Bible. What did you guys think of the very end of the album? Where his, I don't know who that gentleman was going on the rant, but he's a human being. And it says in the Bible, I, that, that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah, exactly. Once again, I was like, I don't, okay, great, cool. This is interesting. This is really long, first of all. Like yeah. when I saw the, saw it get to the halfway mark, I thought that was just going to be for like a little bit and then he was going to come back and maybe switch up the beat with like a different section for the, for the rest of the song, but it just kept going. And I wasn't sure if this, it sounded like it was something that actually happened to him. As for what I thought about it, I didn't know what what it was supposed to what is this doing here it honestly sounded like you just needed to wait in this album and it was like oh i can just include this random recording i didn't i didn't appreciate it but i didn't hate it i was just like okay cool we're done now right mark any thoughts yes zilch like i, I just halfway through this album like my mind tapped out like you can't give me the same exact thing every time and then just, i just can't focus at that point <laughs> um but yeah that's that's really all i have for me anyone else got any last thoughts i just i don't know i thought it was interesting like like somehow we are getting sidetracked into the comparisons between this and dam uh but there's that moment on dam where kendrick's cousin gives him a call and says well you know Black people, Mexicans, and Native Americans are the real children of Israel. Mm -hmm. And then on that album, that felt really out of place and isn't really explained in any way. And here we get what I would say is more biblically accurate, that like there shouldn't be any kind of like race. But it's just so out of context from what the, <laughs> from what the music is mm -hmm. that I don't really have any strong feelings one way or the other. If you are listening to this podcast still through this episode that has been really rambly and not that great, I implore you, please listen to this album and tell me how impactful you found any of these interludes and if you found that they tied into the music in any way, because I can tell this is not going to be one of our best episodes, but it's just really hard to talk 
about an album in depth that uses just like gun noises for three or four minutes of the whole runtime and just everything that is serious feels really out of place. So the result is just an album that I'm just left feeling really like I'm wanting more and it's just kind of washing right over me. Yeah. Um, next week, that won't be a problem though. Hey, hey. We'll explain that in a second. Um, let's go with favorite songs then though. Um, for me, number one easily goes to the queen on this album. Um, the song is called, what's the song called again? I'm sorry, I got to scroll. Little Cease. Yeah, uh, Little Cease. We're featuring Armani Caesar. She's the queen. She deserves to be on the favorites. So that, and then, I mean, I trust that Mindbinder probably sounds like a girl, which would make me want to pick it. But from memory, I'd have to go on Michael Irvin. So for me, it's Little Cease and Michael Irvin. Uh, Milo, you? Little C's. And I'll say Michael Irvin because of what we mentioned earlier, that it is a pretty good template for the rest. Like, you could listen to that first track, and that's pretty much what you're going to get for the rest of the album. And Little C's stands out from that template. So that would be the song to go to to hear something that deviated from the preview. So those two. I, yeah, I agree with Mark. So without one here, uh, my decision is kind of already made, but I will give my dissenting opinion on first. I did pick Lil Cease. Uh, for the first half of the album, her verse drew me back in to what was pretty bland otherwise and was definitely one of the highlights. Uh, the other one I did want to do was Great Minder, though, because I feel like where the Lil Cease second verse felt different from the rest of the album. All of Great Minder felt different, like both halves of the song where Lil Cease only felt different for that second verse. Um, but considering that I'm already outnumbered, we will go with Michael Irvin and Lil Cease on the album appetizers playlist on Spotify. Uh, search it up if you haven't been listening to it because we have some- The playlist is fire. And mostly mediocre songs but. <laughs> no but like i was listening through it yesterday and for even the albums i didn't like it was like it, it works perfectly as a little refresher you know as a little has a little appetizer so if you haven't tried it yet make sure check out the album appetizers spotify playlist and it's getting to a decent size now right like we got some songs on there yeah it, it's an, yeah it's enough that if you've been listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to every album i'm sure you'll find something that you'll like on it yeah, or that will make you want to explore an artist a little more. Uh, yeah. Not every song is amazing, I will say. <laughs> Which is sad, because that means that was the best that we had of that album. So. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, spice meter for me, this gets zero spice. Milo, not spicy. And I'm gonna say this is not spicy as well, unfortunately. Damn. So I don't think this is our first three zero spice, but because one is gone, this is our first complete failure zero spice. Which I also don't think this is the worst album we've reviewed either. Like yeah. to me, this is much better than than nah. Brown Boy. Like <laughs> Brown Brown Boy at least made me laugh. I I'll get like the no, music is better I mean, on that. To be honest, I thought Brown Boy was better. Like one hundred percent, like West Side Gun's a better rapper. At least Brown Boy had better production, though. Like I'll give him that. <laughs> I hard disagree. <laughs> I mean, 
if we're talking about the quality of production, no. But the thing is, you can't make a one quality beat and then just basically copy paste <laughs> from the rest of your album. You're like, oh, it's quality production. Like, I don't know, what is that a fallacy of composition? Like, no. <laughs> All right, we'll give props to the Brown Boy then. <laughs> we enjoyed it more than this. This yeah. is well, this is better than G Easy, but I fuck with the G Easy album. I like uh, okay. one when I need them. I, I mean, it was a surprise. That was a big surprise out of any album so far. But at least I fucked with that album. Um, yeah, that's why for next week, guys, we're going to be reviewing uh, Taylor Swift. Local. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've already listened to that album. If we wanted to, y'all fans, if y'all want us to review it, let us know. <laughs> I've already listened to it. I don't mind giving my review. But um, next week, what we're listening to, y'all, is Logic's final album before his retirement. What did that you know, phrase makes you super excited or depressed. <laughs> this is his final album before he retires or announcing his retirement, basically. Um, no Pressure, um, which is a follow-up to his previous album. Does anybody know? I don't listen to Logic, so. Supermarket? All I know is... Sorry, Alan. Oh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Okay. Is, it, is that the one with the oven on the low? I'm going to do my time. It's, uh, I definitely don't remember, but it's the one with the... What do you mean you don't remember? What? You live you in San Francisco. <laughs> Logic isn't from the Bay. Logic is from Baltimore. No, I'm talking about the Golden Gate Bridge and people jumping off of it. 1-800-273-TALK. Like, oh, no, no, no. Not, not that. Not, not that. That was a few years ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, so uh, at the very, even if this is a boring album, which I don't think it'll be, because the one time I was listening to a uh, Logic album, I wasn't a fan, but at least I had shit to say about it. So I don't think this will be a boring album. And then two, you know, there's a lot of different, I want to say controversy is the right word, but feelings. There's a lot of feelings in the hip hop community surrounding Logic and him and also retiring. So. Uh, I can almost guarantee that's going to be a more imp- interesting episode. Um, I already know Milo just has a haymaker ready to throw at it. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not just for that. Mark, you have to be the positive one from now on. <laughs> With a breeze of positivity. All right. I'll make sure I point out everything I love in albums. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else that we're forgetting before we head up? Thanks for listening. If you listen to this episode, thank you. If you're listening to this album, I'm sorry. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> little thing. All right. Ciao. All right, y'all. Peace. See you next week. <laughs>